All right, everybody, welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice. And I'm Ella. What is up, Ella? I feel like I haven't talked to you in forever. I feel like we've been texting every day, but yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. But but texting is not the same as mm -hmm. like seeing your face. That's yes. just not the same. I actually really hate texting. It's it's a, I don't think if it's a toxic trait, but it's just a trait of mine. I don't like texting either. So no, I take no offense to that. <laughs> I've been I'm like on a 10 out of 10. Really? Like I'm doing Yay! so good. Yeah, I love um, that. What's up? What's been going on? OK, so I, I'm so excited to tell the podcast this because this is the thing. I started off doing just like one thing that kind of like challenged my anxiety and then it turned into like seven things. Okay. Oh. So first thing is I got my car taken care of. And if oh! anyone doesn't know, for two years, I haven't dealt with this because mechanics and car stuff gives me like crippling anxiety, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I got taken care of and it was way easier and literally barely cost me anything, I got the ball rolling, right? Another thing that people are going to think is so silly, but I do not like making large returns because I've been a retail worker and I know that counts against you, you know, and I know that counts against your hour. So I've been having like returns pile up and I just went and returned everything. And the guy definitely hated me, but it was done, you know, and then I got my nails done. And I, <laughs> nail salons give me anxiety because, you know, my nails are all, I don't want them to ask me about my anxiety through my nail biting habit, right? Okay. <laughs> okay. I feel like that's a really personal thing that most I'm people like, telli- don't want to get into. Like, oh, so you have anxiety? Tell me about your trauma okay. at the nail salon. Like, that's not the vibe. So it's happened to me before. So this is not like a random okay. thought. Is that like people will be like, oh, like you have to stop biting your nails. And I'll be like, girl, I know. Like, I do. <laughs> this is my biggest fucking insecurity. That didn't happen. Then guess what, you guys? Guess fucking what? What? I'm now an actor, okay? Oh, I'm a yeah. paid motherfucking actor. So I fucking picked up a commercial gig and I go to the set and I was scared. I was scared out of my mind because they were like, are you an actor? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> you and I get are. To, I know. I get to set, right? And I figure out I'm going to be doing like a fighting scene, right? And I'm like, okay, well, never done that before, but like, that'll be cool. And then I find out, oh, no, bitch, you have lines. And so there was a little miscommunication, (laughs) but I have a part. My name was Lonnie, okay? I was Lonnie (laughs) in the commercial. And I got choked out maybe a hundred times in this fighting scene. It was intense. I've never done this before in my life. I've never choked. I've never like acted getting choked out. But then the director and the producer and people were like, you killed it. You did a great fucking job. And I was like, look at that, baby. And this all started. What was the commercial for? I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I don't know. I didn't I didn't sign an NDA, but it was for a startup. So look out. It's going to be on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, the TV. Oh, she famous now. Yeah. (laughs) So face your fears, everybody. Oh, my God. So the thing is, Ella texts me, right? Like, I'm about to do this commercial. I'm kind of freaking out. Like, my heart's beating so fast that I was like, bitch, pull your shit together. (laughs) I was like, you're a performer. Get it together. You'll be fine. Yep. And this morning I was like, okay, well, what am I going to do next? That's going to top this commercial thing, you know? And so now I'm rolling down like a hill of like, maybe I'll be a pop star next week. Like, who knows? Like, you know, I can be anything now. 
listen, I love that. I can see your energies just shifted. It, it's great. I, 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 that's the reason I love trying new things. It literally makes you feel like on top of the world, like you are unstoppable. So props to you, Ella. I can't Snaps. wait to see the commercial. I literally cannot wait. On my side, I honestly haven't been doing much other than like getting my life together. Mm-hmm. Again, like I took a second job because I was like, I just want to have like a really good summer and start working on my savings and like be an adult about my finances. Mm-hmm. Moving to New York, like obviously I didn't think it fully through about just like how my finances were going to work in a, like a city that is so much more expensive. Obviously, like still glad I'm here, still glad I did it but definitely for me to have like the best hot girl summer I just need to I need to work I need to work mm-hmm. bitch. so yeah I've been focusing on just like literally remaining chill I realized like going out in the middle of the week and then having to work two jobs is just like not the vibe right because that's a lot it's, it's a lot a of lot. energy like I unless you're was- working out and I'm working out. I literally go mm-hmm. to the gym like two hours a day. It just literally like I have no time for anything. And then if I party, then I won't go to the gym because I'm so tired. So new lifestyle. But I honestly, I'm just trying to be good until you're here because you're coming next week. Yes. Yeah. Our friend Ariana is also coming to New York. I'm so excited. That's the, I feel like that's the one thing I like moving away. I've been totally good, but I just like miss the women in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like having a solid group of girlfriends is like so underrated it's like just like the best thing ever when I think about like what do I feel passionate about I was like my friends <laughs> well I'm excited to come I was like Ooh, do I don't I do I don't I and I was like fuck yeah let's do it so I'm excited about that so check out yes. keep posted on insta as I pretend to be a New York influencer for a weekend. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Should we get into like what we're doing today? Like today, okay, yes. okay, okay. Yes, yes, yes. You know, chit chat tonight. Today we're talking about essentially being the most assertive versions of ourselves. And we're also going to talk about taking up space in this mm-hmm. world. Should we just like get into it? Let's do it. I feel like I've had points in my life where I'm like really assertive with like everything I do and then there's points in my life where I like literally can't make a decision to fucking save me. Can you relate to this feeling? I'm really good at being assertive and making choices when it only affects me but then when Mm. it either affects other people or I have to like involve other people because I need to bring someone in to making a decision. I have a hard time with that because I like to like compromise really easily so sometimes when like I mean, at work, for instance, when I'm like, oh, we should do this. And someone else is like, oh, we should do this. I probably will go with that idea just because I like would prefer to compromise and assert myself. So I'm still working on it, but I'm pretty good about it in my personal life. Yeah, I would say like I'm definitely more of a down girl. Like I'm down to go with the flow unless I have like a really strong opinion about something. Then you'll hear it come out of me. Mm -hmm. I'm really easy to just like appease with whatever decision goes down in a group setting. Just because if I don't feel like super strongly, like if I feel super strongly, you will know. You will know Mm -hmm. because Brise won't shut the fuck up about it. But in that sense, yeah, I in a group setting, I go. I'm more go 
with the flow. I thought about this one of being assertive in like relationships. And I mm-hmm. think that this is some place like sometimes I struggle. I think like I like to I don't know if I'm a people pleaser per se, but I do like to take other people's feelings into consideration like mm-hmm. all the time with like a lot of decisions that I make. And sometimes I feel like I have to be a little more selfish when it comes to that to just like what do I really want to do versus am I making this decision based on the feelings of everybody else before mine and I feel like in past relationships that's been something that I think has kept me from just like being true to myself like I knew in my Mm -hmm. last relationship I knew like I should have ended that relationship way earlier than it ended Mm -hmm. but for the lack of me just being like, I know I have to do this, do it. And being like, well, I don't know, like it could change, it could blah, 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 blah. Instead of just taking that step that at the end of the day, I knew was what I had to do. Yeah, I've become more assertive in relationships when I heard this quote from, it's either a therapist or I don't know where I heard it, but it's like, unspoken expectations will always lead to disappointment Mm. was the gist of it and so like I had a hard time asserting myself because it's like I don't want to feel needy or like you know we'll talk a lot about taking up space but like I kind of like try to be an easy person to be with in relationships just so that like you know when they reflect on oh you know Ella's hella easygoing and I feel like when I try to assert myself it feels like I'm being difficult which mm-hmm. I'm really not, but that's my own perception of asserting myself is that I'm like, oh, no, I don't want to like I don't want to break any shells or I don't know how to say it. But when I thought about like, oh, hey, like you should really assert yourself because it helps out the other person and it helps out yourself. Because if you assert yourself and say, hey, like this is what I want. This is what I need. You're going to get a better outcome than if you just don't say anything. You sit in silence. You're never going to get you're never going to get those expectations met if you're just going to be quiet about it and be like, oh, I'm going to be easygoing. But then it might also lead to your easygoingness causes frustration within yourself. And it's not really fair to the other person because you never really asserted yourself and like talked through like what you want or need. So I think that's helped me a lot trying to assert myself more I like that something for me that I am still just working on when like making smaller decisions right like overall being a more assertive person because sometimes I'm around other like indecisive people and I can't freaking handle it like I push myself to be more assertive because when I'm around Mm -hmm. people that aren't assertive I get so annoyed and I'm like I cannot be like sharing this straight with this mm-hmm. person and usually when they're being indecisive like I step up right away I'm like okay we're getting this we're doing this like I it very much so kind of lights a fire under my ass to just like make decisions because I know I'm like totally capable of doing it and sometimes I'm like I don't even know why I'm being in I have days where I'm like super indecisive for some reason I don't know mm-hmm. if there's some science behind that okay but um <laughs> it could be because I, mean, I was like yeah. I don't know why today I just like can't make a goddamn choice there there's some days when making decisions like if you have a hard time making decisions sometimes it could also be like the people that you're around I don't know if that makes sense yeah Um, definitely but in my experience like a way that for me like choosing something to fucking eat sometimes it's like really difficult yeah because there's a lot of good choices (laughs) 
I have found that like usually you you can tell what what choice you want to make like in the first like three seconds and then everything else is like an afterthought like if you're like but the but don't do the but just do yeah like the like I want to go here that's what you want to do and then when you start thinking about it like start I think it might be the fact that like I really overanalyze a lot of fucking situations that keeps me from just being able to pick the original thought that I had had occurred yeah I think when you said like it's easier to assert yourself in certain situations. Think about this in like two different ways. Like I remember literally the first like sit down dinner date I had with my boyfriend. He made it really easy for me to change the restaurant. We were literally sitting down at a restaurant and I was like, I don't like this menu. <laughs> and he was like, do you want to go somewhere else? And I was like, kind of. And he's like, okay, yeah, no problem. And then we just got up and I was like, okay, cool. That was like super easy because yeah. And then it's like, that's like been the whole thing. And the other place that I feel like I have the worst place of being assertive is like when the group is too big and there's too many voices, then I feel like I'm disagreeing with too many people. Yeah. And in my experience, I like to let everybody make their own decisions. And in those points, I always say like, I am going to do this. You don't have to do this, but I am going to go do this. Mostly when it's a really big group of people. I've been in situations where I go on trips with like 13, 14 people. Yeah. And I'm like, honestly, I don't care because I'm on this trip. I pay to be here. You don't want to do that. Go to something else with the other people that want to do that. I don't really give a fuck. I think it's funny that you mentioned that like with your boy, the thing with your boyfriend, because I find assertiveness like so hot. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. when you just like or when I'm having trouble, like making a decision at a restaurant so I could just make it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. I don't have to think about it anymore. That's something that's like really, really attractive to me, assertiveness. And I don't know if this is an actual statistic or where I heard this before that like men tend to be more assertive than women are because like women are meant to like question themselves. Yeah. So when I heard this, I was like, never again. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me making snap quick decisions left or right. Will they be the best decisions? Maybe not. But I think that practicing in those spaces where one decision isn't exactly going to change everything. You know what I mean? Like what mm-hmm. you get for food, what you get for whatever. Practicing in, in that way will lead for you to also be confident in the decisions that you make later. And a lot of it can be like self-doubt when it comes to like real life decisions that you can be like indecisive or not assertive about. But at the end of the day, like learning how to like trust your instincts Mm -hmm. is so important so my therapist one time told me that like once you've made a decision follow through with it without like self-doubt because you've already made the decision like if you're like doubting yourself all the way through what you're doing and like being like oh did I make the right decision did I do the right thing that's not really helpful so she said like once you make the decision see it through And then you can like reflect on, learn from the decision after. Basically struggling through being assertive isn't really helping you. It doesn't help anybody. A lot of people who don't want to assert themselves, it's because of like self-doubt. And I've definitely like felt that when I was younger, when you just feel like, oh, I don't know. Like, do I really know anything? Like, should I really speak up right now? But I think like as you get older and your confidence grows, like, you know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, this one goes along with like taking up space, which we're going to get into. But Mm -hmm. like, I I feel like in a lot of situations growing up where I felt uncomfortable or or I felt like something, somebody said something like a microaggression, something slightly racist, 
something slightly wrong and I wanted to speak up about it but I didn't have like the knowledge enough knowledge behind it to like Mm -hmm. basic being an eloquent speaker on the topic you know being like how can I voice this without sounding like I'm coming for them but rather coming from a place of like actual knowledge Mm -hmm. so that would keep me from like speaking up about a lot of things just because I didn't know how to communicate my feelings and even though I knew like something was wrong so in that way definitely having knowledge over a certain topic or something that you want to be more assertive about or surrounding also helps I know a lot of people like aren't assertive in their jobs because they feel like they don't know what's going on I felt this a lot when we like I first started like the corporate job I'm in I had no clue what people were referring to. Like, they dropped me off there the first day in a meeting and, like, people were ranting about things I've never heard of in my life. And I was just like, okay, like, sure. And I felt like I couldn't contribute like at all for at least like three or four months because I just like didn't have any knowledge on the actual mm-hmm. subject. And it wasn't until I started asking more questions about like kind of like the language that they were using and for me to actively get more involved and more knowledge within the surrounding topics where I was where I felt more confident, like speaking up and voicing things that were issues with what I was doing. But I didn't know they were issues because I didn't think other people were experiencing the same issues. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was my lack of knowledge. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, I definitely it's really interesting when you transition into corporate like it just feels like a new beast because I feel like when you are in a certain industry whether that's like service or retail like all the jobs are kind of the same like sure right you know the difference between selling tanning tans and shirts are like not that big of a difference you know but then you make this jump and then you're like fuck like I don't know what the fuck is going on you actually probably do know what's going on but they're using this like coded language which I hate but that's like a whole separate conversation I think whenever you're in a new environment you don't know what really what's going on with the lingo is is that like it's like someone is speaking a new language kind of into transitioning into taking up space right now something that uh, that goes also into being assertive with my serving and hosting job I am so awkward when it comes to like going up to people in tables and being mm-hmm. like do you want anything else <laughs> because honestly like I feel weird like they don't want to be bothered they're mm-hmm. in the middle of a fucking conversation and I'm just like let me just sneak in there and it's been really interesting to like because I'm comfortable with myself and I don't have like trouble going up to like strangers and talking mm-hmm. to them but for some reason in this weird dynamic where I'm like not like working for you but like I work at this place where I'm like serving you it's like a weird such a weird dynamic and I'm still kind of learning how to like take up space and like put myself in there and be like here I am this is my this is my restaurant you're Mm -hmm. here you know and we want to talk about taking up space in a lot of different ways that also comes into being assertive with taking up space as a woman as a woman of color I just wasn't like I just wasn't really taught like growing up to like take up a lot of space you know what I mean Mm -hmm. and I feel like this translated and mostly when I moved to the U.S. and I didn't know what the fuck was going on and I like experienced racism for the first time in my life it made me feel small mm-hmm. and I became more of like a like I've always been a kid like a chatty fucking Kathy but when I moved to the U.S. I became more of like an observer mm-hmm. and just like you know you just kind of like stay quiet and you watch people and I think that I learned a lot just doing that but it also made me realize that I didn't necessarily know how to take up space and I did and I feel like sometimes when I'm being like too loud or too aggressive like it rubs people the wrong way Mm -hmm. and that has been something that I wouldn't say like I struggled but like the older I get obviously the more like the less I give a fuck what people think about me I generally don't 
But when I used to, I think it was like this idea that like if the more space I took, the more like unattractive I Mm -hmm. would appear. I think with like taking up space, like it kind of ties into like my social anxiety of like not trying to like bring too much attention to myself or like wanting to just kind of like blend in with whatever everybody else is doing in order to fit in. And like I naturally have like a pretty big personality. So it's kind of like against my nature to be like a calm, chill human being. And so I think I sometimes feel uncomfortable in my own skin because I don't know how to interact with people without feeling like they're going to get who I am and like they're not going to say things like, oh, wow, this girl's like a lot or aggressive or like she's too much. She's too much. And Mm -hmm. so and I've definitely gotten that like, oh, wow, this bitch is a lot. Like, you know, (laughs) if I'm like the real me. You and me both, girl. You and me both. (laughs) And so I've kind of learned in a way that like with new people until I know like how they vibe. It's it's kind of like a way of being courteous to people is like meeting them on their level on some level. So it's like, okay, I'm trying not to take up more space than anybody else. I'm not trying to like overrun the conversation. I'm not trying to like be like the center of attention. But yeah, as I get older, I'm like, bro, either you vibe or you don't. But what else can I really do? Yeah. And when I was thinking, when I was kind of like thinking about the ideal perception of like, I don't know what women should be like and the fact that like I've always been labeled as like too much at least like once I got out of my shell I was like you know I'm out Mm -hmm. into the world I'm watching this show on Netflix it's like Georgia uh you know Cristiano Ronaldo the really famous soccer player yes yes it's like his his honey okay and her name is like Georgina and she has this whole Netflix show Mm -hmm. and she is basically like living the life that every bitch wants to live but the thing that I find most interesting about it is like how bland <laughs> the show is like no hate on her she seems like a great beautiful human being but I'm like there's no spice <laughs> like yeah you know like she's just cute she's put together she's like eloquent she's like mm-hmm. she's like what I would say like wifey material like the bitch is doesn't got a lot of like a like not pro- not problematic you yeah know? just like I was talking to my sister about this and she's like yeah that's why it would never happen to you because like you're off the rocker <laughs> <laughs> that's hella rude but you're right okay well you're not wrong you're you never know wrong. you never know you might be um, able to bag somebody but yeah i get what you're saying <laughs> yeah and i would say like i had to learn like how to take up space in a lot of different spaces that sometimes i felt like weren't tailored for me like mm-hmm. for example like white predominantly white institutions say universities they were not made for like people of color to be in them you know mm-hmm. they they were tailored for like white students people with money and resources so kind of like feeling a sense of belonging in that space and then just like navigating it and being feeling like I can take up space and I should take up space here and like voice my opinions and get involved so I'm able to also make space for other people based on my experiences has been something that has been a lot of like a learning experience oh yeah the place I find that I always have the hardest time taking up space in is the gym oh and the reason is is that like okay well first of all like I think we can tell that like weight lifting is filled with like bros and it's just kind of intimidating Mm. in general and I know that like weightlifting is becoming way more popular with females which I fucking love but when I was weightlifting like there are few and far between that was literally 10 years ago that's how fucking old I am that's crazy anyways but I would always like avoid the squat racks because I was like am I really squatting enough to like deserve Mm. a rack over someone who's squatting 300 pounds or you know they have like 
pre-weighted like barbells and that's what I would use because it's like, oh yeah, like I don't really need to like rack up weight. Da, 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 da. I've fucking over it. I'm done. I'm going to use whatever the fuck I want because I paid the exact same amount of money for whoever else is there. Exactly. It's really interesting just because I go to the gym with my boyfriend and just like the the amount of testosterone is just like fucking crazy and I really do not get bothered anymore. But when I was like single going to the gym alone, like I just had so many people being like, "Are you done with this? When are you going to be done with this?" And like act if it was like theirs and I was just borrowing it. It's funny that you bring this up because I was just thinking about this today because when I first started going to the gym like alone in New York, the gym I go to, oh my god, way overpopulated, mm-hmm. way too many fuckers in there, way too many predatory vibes. Like I've been catcalled at the gym. But then when I started lifting with my neighbor, and this was something maybe like I'm with my neighbor, he's like a big dude. But the difference between like when I started going to the gym and like literally today when I was like l- maneuvering around all these people, like move, this is my area, this mm-hmm. is my, this is my machine, <laughs> and then me like, oh, you're only you're only like pressing two. <laughs> to, to these boys go hit the machine i need th- i need this one i am now the the one that's like get out get out of here no i feel very way more comfortable in the gym yes i'm lifting a lot more weight now where i i see what you mean like i did feel at first like i i wouldn't say that i feel inadequate i was honestly more worried about hurting myself in yeah. the machines with a lot of weight because i didn't know what i was doing but now that i feel comfortable and i know that i can bench and squat more than all these little boys i'm like get out of here yeah this is my area i've been you know don't touch those dumbbells those are mine it's funny because like now that I, i'm lifting pretty heavy and the other day i was like I basically lift the same as these really big dudes. They're just really big. You know what I'm saying? Like ratio wise, my size to what I'm lifting is like pretty impressive. And so now I've like stopped. Obviously, you should never compare yourself to a six foot, 400 pound man (laughs) when it comes to weightlifting. But (laughs) if we're we're talking about the ratio, it's like the same. I'm telling you guys. But I think that this is, you know, why it's been so long for women to get into like weightlifting and like some other like male dominated areas is because it's like so unfriendly to be there. And I think this can be um, I know I like follow a couple like few. I would say like STEM in university level is still a lot like yeah. this where like it's really hard for women to take up space and in tech on some fucking level, you know, depending on your company. And so I think that we see this issue of like women in POCs just just like being so small because they're like, if I move, I think they'll notice that I'm here. Yeah, that is, that is very true. When I think about sort of like, <laughs> sometimes I think about the office that we used to work in and the fact that there were like literally you could count there was like two black people like like dark skinned mm-hmm. black people on the entire like building and sometimes i feel like ugh, they did this thing where they like wanted you to like basically work for free by getting involved to teach other people about your your um tomato your tomato to- tomato 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 i know when they asked me if i wanted to be part of it i was like you want me to work for free 
You want me to teach people for free? Tomato, 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 tomato. Yeah, that's a no. And I think that in a way, like you could see that ass taking up space because you're voicing your things within a company. But also it's like, if I'm about to bring knowledge into this workspace, I need to be compensated properly for that. I'm sorry, but I'm not, I'm not here. Like, I'm just going to take like two hours out of my day to like work with HR to make sure that people are being culturally sensitive. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because like, it's interesting when you get called on, right? Where it's like, we are not going to pretend like there's any discrepancies until like, oh, like this happened to me in high school. I remember, you know, just being called on like, hey, Ella, how do you feel about this? And it's like, why are you asking me how I feel about slavery? Like, what the fuck? Like, why are you calling on me now? It's because I'm like adding value to everybody else's like education. It's just interesting when like people are like, like, oh, no, good. We have a black person here. Like, finally, let's talk to her about her opinions. And it's like, why are you only asking me about black shit? I'm here three, six, five. Like, you can ask me. Uh, why don't you ask me like, hey, Ella, do you have anything to contribute to this project idea? Or like, do you like this? It's like, oh, wait, it's diversity day. Let's pick. Now let's talk to you. Now you let me remember you're here. Yeah, that I had a similar thing happen when one of my ex-boyfriends, quote unquote friends, I knew he had voted for Trump. I knew he was literally literally like a racist since I met him and we just happened to be in the same bar and he was like asking me how I felt about like immigration like knowing that like you know I grew up undocumented and I was like why would you ask me that yeah you know and like, I was why like me? what drove you to feel like at 1 a.m at a bar coming up to me to ask me about that was a a good call or two I'd have like an answer for you and we're gonna have an intellectual conversation about this get the fuck out of here and in those spots like I think also the idea of taking up space is also knowing when to when people just aren't worth it like you gotta pick your battles like Mm -hmm. honestly coming out here and like claiming spaces and having coming from a different background always it's exhausting when people try to fucking test you all the fucking time so you know protect your energy take up space when you need to when you feel Mm -hmm. like when it's appropriate one of the best advice I've gotten and we again through this coverage up that Ella and I were co-workers at we were at a happy hour and we went bowling and there was this tall ass motherfucker walking and he was about to hit Ella so I move Ella out of the way right and one of our other co-workers was like never move for a white man he can say excuse me and I was like you're right girl let me write that let me take a mental note of that because you're so fucking right this is a day I have never like To this day, today somebody bumped me in the gym and I literally squealed out sorry. And then I was like, actually, I'm not sorry. You bumped into me. Yeah. The thing that I always think about like asserting yourself and taking up space is like never apologize for asserting your boundaries. And I think that kind of connects to like the story about going to the bar and like people asking you your opinion. It's like things. It's just like, bro, that's just a boundary. And I'm just going to assert my boundary as in I don't fucking want to talk about it. I don't have to talk about anything I don't want to with anybody. I don't owe you an explanation for anything. And I think (laughs) that sometimes like it might feel very intimidating to tell someone, hey, you're really not entitled to that information about me. And how do you like politely be like, I'm not going to tell you that. No, fuck that. Like be assertive and be like, next question. Fuck off. Fuck off. Fuck off for next question. Like (laughs) not. Get to step in. No. We're not doing this. I'm not doing this. I already didn't want to talk to you. Right? <laughs> like, yeah. You're on thin fucking ice and now you're you're out. 
you're out. Thank you. But no, thank you. Thanks for your concern. Thanks for your Thanks concern. Thanks for your concern. Bye. Ciao. See you. Wish Toodles. you well. In hell. All right. So we come to the end of the episode. And we just really wanted to remind you to take up space, to be assertive, to be your best fucking self. And but also at the same time, protect your energy. Remember your boundaries. And I would say, you know, at the top of the episode, I said about anxiety and stuff and like connecting this to taking up space, like take up some new space, man, or put yourself out there in a way that you might not usually like, do you go to yoga class? Go sit in the fucking front, you know, go do something and just assert yourself and let people know I'm fucking here. I can be here. I deserve to be here. I I am the shit. Okay. (laughs) And if I do it wrong, watch me do it wrong. Exactly. I think we're, I think sometimes we are avoiding being assertive because we don't want to be wrong. We don't want to be seen making Mm -hmm. mistakes. So we stay a little quiet. But that doesn't get you nowhere. Life is about no. mistakes, baby. <laughs> that is very true. Sometimes I be too assertive in certain situations that totally backfire mm-hmm. where I should not be assertive, where I should not have taken up space. But I definitely look back at those and I know not to do that. So or you, if- you, you got an area of growth. You're like, okay, so I don't know how to parallel park. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was thinking about that time. I was like, dude, you, you like, I bet I, you know, when I tried to get that dude to arm wrestle me. Why don't you tell the that people? Was a, that was a very <laughs> poor choice. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes you learn that arm wrestling a grown man, that's not your place. Why? Like, that's not why? your space. <laughs> But you would have never known if you didn't try. I would have never known the reaction of that man if I I didn't experience it. and know that maybe it was better for me to have left that space. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's all, folks. (laughs) Plugs of the week. Plugs of the week. For my plug of the week, I am so excited to shout this out. My friend Dashe is throwing this like flea market event by black women for black women called pink bubble gum yum in seattle it will be february 20th and then the vendors include like there's a lot of vendors okay we got we got live artist paintings we got therapists we got people who sell art prints people who sell handmade jewelry there is a doula there's like a swimwear company coming there's also you can come support like a girl scout she's gonna be selling her cookies there's like an herbal tea there's a streetwear brand it's gonna be from 12 to 5 at pritchard beach bath house in seattle i'll link her page and also the we can put up the flyer for the event awesome i'm excited about that okay so mine is a tiktok called navajo rocks and he is a navajo archaeology professor i have never scrolled for so long on tiktok on somebody's page because it was all so fucking interesting and basically they also focused not just on navajo but also indigenous people of the americas and it was really interesting so i would go check out their tiktok those are the plugs of the week Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You can contact us, follow our New York shenanigans at our Instagram. Thanks, the number four, your concern. And my personal is at LL Tutor. And mine is at Bernice DSM. Make sure that you write a review, you subscribe, and you tell a friend because it helps us out a lot. All right, everybody. Bye. Bye.